Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is a HeadGum Podcast. citizens and welcome back <laughs> for the fourth and final episode of city of the black rose <laughs> i am your very uh, unbelievably neighborhood dungeon master jeremy cobb and i'm joined as ever by four incredible players Woo! we'll start with you jasper please tell us who you are hello it's me jasper william cartwright playing duncan who nearly died, but is still here. Yeah, still clinging to life doggedly uh, by a claw. And he wasn't the only one who almost died. Uh, there was another person who, very, who went down and, Wait, and very nearly... No, 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 never. never I knew that the never. one unifier would bring me back to finish this mission. I was never down... Just a little bit tired, but I'm back. Just took a nap. <laughs> just took a little nap. Took just a nap a, on the battlefield. A quiet, a quiet almost forever nap. Um, <laughs> 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 yes, hi, hi, y'all. I'm Terry Gamble, and I am playing Zora Hildebrandt, power hungry lady, almost to the end of her mission. I'm very excited to see what happens, and I'm really glad that I didn't have to take that forever nap. <laughs> yes, that would have been unfortunate with an episode left. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I thought about it too. I was like, oh no, I know Jeremy, I know you're tough on these games, but man, I really wanted to make sure I got to finish and got to play all of it. Oh. And then we also have two party members who are just absolute Teflon. Oh my God. Uh, we yeah. will start with the one who has collected the most unconscious heads so far. Uh, Pims, the one woman wrecking machine. Please introduce yourself. <laughs> Hi, I'm Issa, aka Evil Clever Dog, and I play Pims, the absolute beast of the party. <laughs> uh, 
a tiny little goblin who can grow to gigantic sizes and clobber heads. <laughs> uh, and clobber she does. Uh, and joining her with his army of woodland field insects uh, is none other than our very own resident bard. Hello, I'm Johnny Charles, and I'm playing uh, Officer Bill Wapwunkel, High Constable of the Civil Parish of Gerster Lee, and someone who has not smoked a pipe in eight months, and he's very, very proud of that fact. Yeah. Um, oh, and who is also currently checking all of his orifices compulsively in the fear <laughs> that flowers may at any point sprout forth from them. They can and will. They can and will. I'm hoping you step eight months continues after what you've seen today. Mm, I don't know. I'm on the fence about that. I think uh, Duncan is still elbow deep in a man's chest with his hand yeah. <laughs> sticking out of his mouth. <laughs> Caught ventriloquism. Uh, He's having a conversation with the corpse currently. <laughs> but somehow, even more attention-grabbing than that are the two individuals who have appeared in the room through the flowers. One very large individual glowering all at, at, out at you with the most hateful eyes you have ever seen. And one much, much shorter individual who has such an air of command that it is absolutely unnerving a very a very short man in fact this guy's about as tall as pims is when she's not in her embiggen form uh he's a tiny little man these two individuals are standing here i think zora has already recognized him as mr damien mathers but for the benefit of everyone else he says allow me to begin the negotiations by uh, opening the floor here i am mr damien mathers i am the ceo of Kauta Manufacturing, uh, and you have just assaulted several of my employees. Now, I am very interested in maintaining open and friendly negotiations for as long as possible, so uh, I will give you the opportunity to ask me any questions before I ask my questions. I believe one of your uh, associates came to visit me earlier today. The greasy man, yes, correct? Yes, Mr. Kim does struggle with a glandular problem. I ask you please to treat that with sensitivity. However, the offer he was making, I assure you, was very sincere. Why did he seem so afraid about it? Well, I suppose it's because what we are doing here is highly illegal. Oh, <laughs> I appreciate your honesty um, in sharing that information, since this is not technically your area to mine, is it? No, no. In fact, this is uh, this is just outside of the bounds of my lands. Uh, this actually belongs to the city, as Mr. Kim would have told you. So what made you think that you could mine here without permission? <laughs> well, I think you'll notice I wasn't mining here. I was, in fact, investigating here. So this is trespassing, and technically speaking, I suppose any violence that would have occurred here would count as some form of assault. Uh, however, since neither I nor you own this land, uh, we are all technically guilty of crimes. Do any of the rest of you uh, have any questions? Miss Hildebrandt, I believe I understand why you are here, especially uh, given the meeting with Mr. Kim. Uh, he points at you, Duncan, uh, and he says, And <laughs> uh, Mr. Dianira, I'm guessing I understand why you're here, considering Miss Hildebrandt is here. He glances over at you, Pims. He says, uh, And I think it's fair to say you are 
security detail. And he then turns to you, Bill Wop, and says, I'm afraid I do not know you. So if there is anything any of you wish to ask of me, uh, simply ask away. Yeah, uh, why do you make kids work in your minds? Cheap labor. And it's legal. Is that true here? Is that something you... Dude. It's pretty straightforward, really. You really deserve a punch in the face. I might actually use them all. Just He continues <laughs> just straight through this and says, yes, uh, as long as the guardians of the children in question give their consent for the children to be employed, it is absolutely legal to employ children in such work. And as the children working in my facilities are in fact residents of my facilities, I am and my company are technically their legal guardians. And since I have given consent, they are therefore able to work in my minds. All right, I'm going to punch him in the face. <laughs> Pim starts walking over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wholeheartedly support you. Can I leap to just try and get in the way for a second? I just just feel like maybe we should just hear him out. Roll initiative. Not everybody, just the three of you. Well, not the three of you, excuse me, the two of you and another person is also rolling initiative to see who goes first here. Doesn't matter. I got a five. She's still giant, I think, by the way. Yeah. As you launch forward, unless you're looking at this figure, you wouldn't even notice the motion. But those of you with high enough passive perceptions might notice a quick movement as the hulking figure's left hand twitches and a roll of white something or other shoots out, wraps around Pims's neck. Pims, you immediately take 14 necrotic damage and you can't breathe. We are not. You simply cannot breathe. We are not ready. That's what my character would do, I cry. (laughs) 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 She's like struggling and grunting against the like the magic chokehold even then. She's like (laughs) He doesn't even look, he just sort of turns his head in the direction of the Hulking figure and gives a slight, almost like barely perceptible nod, and the substance retracts back underneath the sleeve. And he looks and says, We're still in the negotiation phase. Are there any further questions that you have for me? Pims is just glowering at him. And I just, I'm gonna look over to Pims just to like, give her that look like, hey, you need to calm down right now. No. He deserves to get punched in the face. Clearly, I understand the dilemma here, but we are in negotiations. Maybe more than a punch in the face. Yes, but we are in negotiations at the moment. Please stay calm. Uh, Bill Wop, you had started to speak, I believe. Hello! Um, uh, forgive me, I haven't introduced myself. My name is, uh, I'm Officer Bill Wop Winkle, uh, High Constable of the Civil Parish of Gerstley. Um, I'm actually here on a bit of an investigation. Um, <gasps> As uh, you're actually, talking, you just hear like a gasp from the back of the room and you hear, Uncle? Oh! Is she here? Oh, is, she, yeah. is she in the room now? Yeah, she's, I thought she'd she's run still, away. She was one of the people in the lab coats. She pokes her head out of the, of the pile of, of lab-coated people in the back. Happy? What, what are you doing here? Well, what am I doing here? What are you doing here? I work here. Last I heard you were taking that robotics degree, and then you fell off the face of the earth. What have you been doing? Have you ended up here working for these nefarious folks? This is my job. Mm, job, job, is that what you call it? These nefarious doings with these nefarious folks. <laughs> Your mothers would be furious. I'm telling you right now. Look, these don't, not in front of my work friends. Ah. These are my colleagues. Uncle, these are my colleagues. These are your friends. I thought you were raised better than that, Happy. You call these people your friends. Have you any idea what you've got yourself into? I've gotten myself into a higher position. That's what I've gotten myself into. Mm. Well, it appears we have a family reunion. 
I hope uh, you'll understand that these things may have to wait, given the rather tense circumstances. Like, there's still a mark around Pims's neck from where the tape was wrapped around. Just a single dragonfly crawls out from under my collar, and I just sort of give it a look, and it goes back in. Um, <laughs> I adjust my conical hat and say, All right, well, you and me shall have words. Many, many words to say after this. And I'm going to turn back to um, Mr. Mathers and uh, uh, continue my uh, line of investigation. Say, uh, have you or any of your folks ever been out to the town of Gerstelee? Does it ring a bell in your memory, perhaps? Um, I don't think I'm familiar. Uh, uh, it's in the boonies, I'm assuming? That is correct. No, I can't say I've had the pleasure. Hmm. It's interesting because uh, a, uh, a scrap of uniform... Uh, has turned up many years ago uh, in that area, uh, along with several pieces of a person. And uh, the uniform seemed to be from your corporation, sir, so I was just uh, wondering if perhaps you might have any links out there? Ever sent anybody out to the boonies to do any of your nefarious doing? Exactly how many years ago was this? I tell him exactly how many years ago it was. Uh, it was 15 years. <laughs> he conveniently says 15. I thought it was 15. 15, yeah. <laughs> 15 years ago. Oh, of course. I was wondering where the rest of Mr. Drewford ended up. Drewford. He whips out his notebook. <laughs> he glances over at the hulking figure next to him and goes, and sort of wags a finger, turns back to you and says, Mr. Druford, Cornelius Druford, uh, was one of my closest associates. He was one of the first uh, people I hired on at the company. He was, in fact, a member of the board. And, um, well, he was working on a special project for me. And he looks around and says, I suppose I have nothing to hide at this point. He was surveying uh, Mavros in order to find new possible veins of eco-ore. You see, when the magic boom started, there was, of course, a massive land grab once it became clear just how profitable this would be. Now, I had gotten in early on the research, and so I was able to get on the inside of the turn, so to speak, and I had a head start, but... Well, Mavros is a vast and old place, so you never know where there may be more uh, eco-ore spots to be found. And Mr. Druford was in charge of finding such spots. And as he looks around, he says, well, it appears he did. <laughs> Unfortunately, Mr. Druford was not quite as loyal as I would have liked. He attempted to make a break for it, not realizing that... I see everything. And so, um, I have to be honest, I cannot take any credit personally, but uh, my associates cannot take full credit for what occurred. As I understand it, it was more of a crossfire situation uh, between individuals that I happen to know as associates uh, and other third parties that may have been involved. And it appears that in the crossfire, Mr. Druford met a most unfortunate fate. And unfortunately, as this confrontation took place in the sewer system of the city, he was carried, I assume his remains, or what remained of his remains, were carried out in the water into, uh, along the river, uh, into the boonies. And where I assume, possibly due to some rains or flooding, they eventually washed up in, was it, uh, Bursta, Bursta Lee? Gerstily. You said? 
Yes. Gersta Lee, mm. your lovely little Hamlet. Mm. Can I uh, insight check him? Uh, I want to. Yeah. I'm interested in what these these third parties are. What that was all about. Sure thing. Uh, oh, that's a twelve. This man is simultaneously being extremely honest and covering himself every inch of the way. Mm. Um, roll a history check. Oh, gosh. Bad rolls. Bad rolls today. Uh, nine. Okay. Actually, you might... You, I, I would give you advantage on this. If it's, okay. it's not a huge, huge deal if you don't make it, but roll again. Uh, roll one more time. I'll give you advantage on this one. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> not much better. <laughs> I'm rolling so bad. Uh, you get the impression he might not be lying about those third parties. You don't know what third party or third parties he's referring to. Based on his demeanor, he seems to be indicating that people that he was not associated with may have actually been involved in whatever happened uh, to Cornelius Druford. Well, I appreciate your candor. Um, I still don't feel like we've really uh, addressed the, 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 the real situation, which is uh, what you're doing here and why this is so important to you, this particular strip of land. Hmm. Uh, well, allow me to lay the rest of my cards on the table. We are standing in the most potent source of eco-ore yet discovered within the city bounds. This appears to have been some sort of special sacred site in ages gone by, uh, perhaps even before the founding of the city. This place if it were tapped, uh, would put whoever tapped it in the lead in the energy race. Uh, there is, of course, an ever-increasing demand for magical technology and magical items, appliances. Everyone, he, he points, he motions even to Zora, he says, your very suit is powered by the energy that we mine here. Now, if someone, such as myself, were to have access to mining this location... Well, <laughs> no one would be able to compete with me. I would have the single largest repository of eco-ore in the city, and my corporation would leap to the front uh, to the front of the race. Is that your full end game? Well, of course, this would have a knock-on effect. This would only give me ever more power and influence. With this location, or with access to this ore, specifically here, I would be able to, of course, open more mines, more locations, employ more people in the city, which would, of course, mean that more of the city's voter base would, in fact, be in my direct employ. And so... If I, for example, wanted a specific law passed, a specific individual elected, um, maybe an individual not prosecuted, I would have the voter base to accomplish such things. Not if you keep hiring children, you won't. Oh, trust me. There are many who work for me who are not children. Uh, he motions to the corpses on the ground. He says, it appears you've met some of them. And it appears uh, you've known some of them for quite some time. <laughs> what do you want from us? Do you, I guess, what's the, you said you, this is a negotiation? Yes. So what do, what do we give you in this transaction? Uh, my, my offer is this. Uh, you give me your silence. You look the other way. You leave this place. You do not interfere in any longer. for what exactly? In exchange, excuse me? As in, like, we, we, we give you silence, and you give us... Well... Black. I give you, each of you, what you want, number one. 
as long as what you want is within my power to grant. And number two, I let you leave with your lives. Ah. And he now smiles. Yeah. Uh, his, uh, he gets a much larger smile at saying that. Uh, and once again, this, the figure next to him shifts. He looks around the room. He says, let's take you, for example, Mr. Dianera. I suppose you're wondering what happened to you all those years ago. Um, maybe? Well, the answers to that, it is almost 100% certainty that whatever you came into contact with while you were working at my facility came from this shrine. So if you wish to discover the secrets, here is the place. I have researchers. I can explain to you who you are. Uh, he motions to, he motions to you, uh, Bill Wop, and he says, you have, I assume, come here trying to solve a case? True. A case that is 15 years old? It's been bothering me for some years, that's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. well, I can give you the answer. I can even give you a fall person. I know exactly who gave the order. You'll be the hero of your precinct. Not only that, you will have solved a murder that took place outside of your precinct. You'll be the hero of two precincts. I'm sure there's some kind of handsome award and possibly monetary reward that comes along with that. Well, that does sound very enticing, but here's the thing. I'm not really concerned about being a hero. Um, I I like being a good husband and I like being a good officer. Um, I like taking care of my folks. Uh, But I'm also interested in what's right. Um, so the thing that I would ask of you is for you to uh, uh, relinquish your hold on this patch of land, uh, to uh, immediately disband your operation with regards to the uh, children that you have in your employ. I would like for you to relinquish them to uh, the appropriate charitable establishments that may take proper care of them until they come of age and may make the choice for themselves as to whether they work for you. Um, and uh, yeah, I'd also like my niece back if that's possible as well. So, grant those things and I'll be out of your hair. All right. Your answer is noted. And as he says that, you just see the shift, the figure next to him sort of shift again, ever so subtly turn to face you specifically, Bill Wop. His gaze then moves to Zora and says, Miss Hildebrandt, my initial offer still stands, and I am in fact willing to make an even more generous offer. I am willing to make you a partial owner of my company. How would you like a 5% stake? This company is going nowhere but up, especially if, of course, you uh, flex your political muscles and are able to get us this land. This company is shooting straight to the top. We will be the number one eco-ore manufacturers and suppliers in Mavros. And you will be sharing in those profits. And all of that money can go directly to funding any church activities or ventures. You will have increased power to spread, uh, increased resources to spread your power and influence throughout the city. And, well, with the size of the voter base that will be working for me, I can, of course, ensure that we knock that deputy off of mayor come next election cycle. And perhaps even mayor of a larger area. Perhaps the entire lowers. Who knows? The sky, as they say, is the limit. Your offer... Er's offers are very enticing. Very enticing. But I fear that there are more strings attached to these offers 
than they appear to be at the surface, so to speak. I imagine that you have not consulted with the Unifier on this choice. And I think you seem to think that you have more power than the Unifier might have in this moment. I'm concerned that you've not accounted for the goodness and the power of the Unifier to help me in this moment. I don't trust you, Mathers. Could I possibly, Mr. Mathers, make you a counteroffer? Oh, well, let's hear it. See? Now, as my uh, boss has rightly pointed out, that you have not taken into account the power of the Unifier, which, if you were here just a few seconds ago, you would have seen, was kind of wild. Like, literally, wildflowers everywhere. It was, it was kind of bonkers. Mm. So that potentially puts this in maybe a more even footing than you, perhaps you realize. I would also like to point out that before we left here, because of the shenanigans of your, uh, whatever, the greasy man, uh, he was... Uh, Mr. Kim. Mr. Kim. M- Mr. Kim. Because of the actions of Mr. Kim, I actually happened to speak to members of the local constabulary and make sure that our church had some protection this evening and make sure Mr. Kim was being followed. Oh, yes, and I told them exactly where we were going. So if Zora Hildebrandt does not make it out and back to the church this evening where there is police presence, they will be here where they will find your scientists working in a place that does not yet have permission. So my suggestion is going to be this. Why don't we arrange a proper time and place to discuss the expansion of both of our enterprises. A more appropriate place where we might come to a fairer uh, solution than the one that we currently find ourselves in, which I think may seem a little imbalanced and a little fraught with tension. A slightly more um, uh, a calmer a neutral, uh, Yes, a calmer a and more neutral playing ground. Uh, uh, playing ground, perhaps. Uh, he nods thoughtfully and says, You have surprised me, Mr. Dianera. I'll make you a counteroffer to your counteroffer. A counter-counteroffer? Yes. Uh, given the given the initiative and forethought that you have just shown, I would like to offer you a job. Double whatever Miss Hildebrandt here is paying you to join my side. Mm. You know, I'll take care of you, Duncan. I'm <laughs> double. Duncan, mm. you're not going to do this. <laughs> As you're mulling that over, he, he just turns to <laughs> Pims uh, and he says, And you. I can't say I know you, but I assume, based on the level of malice that you hold towards me, you were at some point employed at one of my facilities. Employed is one word for it. Hmm. Uh, well, it's the word I'm using, and it's technically the legal term. So, uh, Shut up. As, uh, <laughs> as you have, say, beef with me, I assume you also have some beef with this city? The city that enables people like myself and Miss Hildebrand, who, uh, who as you uh, so astutely pointed out earlier, uh, could have, in fact, stopped me. Could have changed the laws but didn't. 
because she knows that kind of cheap labor brings growth to this area. And that level of employment looks good on her record as well. Well, if you're going to offer me a job, I'm not fucking working for you. Oh, no, no. I was going to offer you a one-time gift. A monetary gift along with, should you require it, a ticket to anywhere in the city or indeed outside of the city that you wish to go. You can leave all of this behind. Strike out for another place. Make your own way in the world. Away from all of this suffering and all these bad memories. The ghosts of this place. This way, you'll never have to deal with anyone like me again, and you'll be out of my hair. There will always be somebody like you, no matter where you go. Duncan, I will double his offer. I, I look back to Mr. Mathers. Well? Doubled again. Well, you double the double. Okay. <laughs> okay. I will uh, nod and say, okay, but if I accept your offer, then these three get to go. Now I know what you're going to say. Clearly... There is an issue of silence here, but it's your word versus theirs, and we all, but we both know that you own half of this place already. If I, if any of them speak, you could probably just kill them, and it would be a lot easier to do it than right now and right here, because they'd be isolated and not the four of us together. So, if I do this, they get to leave. You know what I'm capable of, and I know that you have heard of my exploits, and I apologize for having killed. Uh, I'll repup it. <laughs> Some of your men. <laughs> uh, he smiles. Say yes to the offer. <laughs> it's a great offer. Um, roll a persuasion check. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, persuasion is that's an 11 <laughs> uh, his smile widens even further uh, and he says you're right Mr. Dianera I do know what you're capable of but I assure you you have absolutely no idea what I am capable of final offer take it or leave it uh, as his eyes run over those of you who have not yet taken a side, which is, I think at this point, just Duncan and Pims are the other ones who have not explicitly made a decision. I'll uh, walk forward and stand next to the big man. Ooh. Pims looks very uncomfortable and unsure. <laughs> I think she, because, like, it's been over a minute now. Like, at first she was still in her giant form, but after the, like, strangling incident... She gradually shrank down, and now she looks, like, very small and insecure as she's thinking this over. He just motions towards you with both hands and gives you an expectant look. No matter where you go, you'll still be you, and so will all the elements that are here. These things don't disappear. I think it's when she sees, when she sees Duncan walk over that she just, like, shakes her head and she's going to step back to be with Zora and Billup. Ooh. Uh, oh damn! <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> With that, uh, Mr. Mathers nods and says, "Very well." I need everyone to roll initiative. Oh God! Oh no! Oh, oh no! 
This is where we die now. <laughs> yeah, I was feeling good about how my hit points were looking when we came into this, and now I'm Ooh. not. <laughs> Finally. Not good. Uh, what did Duncan get? 21. 21 Oof. for the Dunkster. 15 for Pims. 15 for Pims. Uh, did anybody else get b- above a 20? No. I got a 3. A 3! Ooh, a three for Zora. Bill Wop, what are we looking at, buddy? 19. 19 for Bill Wop. A strong showing. And I will roll for these individuals. Okay. So. It's my worst roll of the night, of course, right now. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Probably my best roll of the night, actually, so. I'm, uh... Well. Maybe you chose wisely. When you turn to Yeah, when I when I when I when I start punching you guys, it's gonna work. <laughs> but it's a bluff, right, Duncan? We hope. Uh, sorry, right? I just got offered four times my. This <laughs> <laughs> is he can be bought. Uh, I'll, 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 be, I'll, I'll, I'll be real with you. Some, if someone offered me that now. I'd, like, as just me, I'd probably turn. I'd be like, four times? Are you serious? Let's go. <laughs> so, with the battle lines drawn, Duncan, you are the first to act. Sweet! I punched this big guy as hard as I fucking can! Yes! <laughs> okay. So, I will need you then to roll a deception check. Since you sure. were bluffing both of, uh, both of these individuals, of I will course. need you to roll a deception check. <sighs> Come on. Big money, big money, big money. uh, 17. 17? Okay. Uh, You do move first, but as you attack, they don't look surprised. Oh, god damn it. God damn it. Uh, Duncan, you're attacking uh, the big one or you're attacking Mr. Mathers? Big man. Okay. Here we go. Oh, come on. Uh, 16? Uh, 16 does not hit. <sighs> okay. You like you jump up to punch, and just casually the, the figure just, like, holds up a hand and blocks uh, your hand. Knocks it out of the way almost lazily. Duncan is going to die. What is this? What did you get, bro? <laughs> That's a three. Oh. <gasps> the next one, I think, just completely whiffs. Uh, they just lean out of the way as your foot, like, swings above Mathers' head. And uh, the creature, uh, the, the being, just leans out of reach as it swishes by. Uh, you have a bonus action attack. Yeah, a bonus action. Oh, come on, man. I'm not, you're, you're not getting rolled. Let's use this one. Yes! That is uh, 25. A 25 hits. Whoo! Right. You sure hope it does. Uh, that would yeah, be a problem. Be, that would be Ooh, a that'd be rough. real problem. Uh, Jasper and I had that the other day. <laughs> Somebody rolled a 25 yeah, to hit, and the DM was like, yep. does not hit. Doesn't hit. And then we were like, <laughs> and then we were like, no, no, seriously, we were like, Oh, oh, God. oh. <laughs> it was the meme of the guy like, haha, and then, uh. Oh. <laughs> oh. I have characters who can get ACs over that. Love Blade Singers. <laughs> How much damage are we looking at? 
Uh, that is a, a huge eight points of damage because I am not shadowy. I have none of my shadowy abilities, which is why I was desperate to uh, <laughs> try and delay this. Um, but I am going to need a uh, con save, please. Mm, that tasty, tasty con save. How the tables have turned. Uh, I used to do tables. this to Jasper all the time. Please, <laughs> please, please, please don't screw me. Please don't screw me. Uh, it's that is natural 19. Oh, come on! Your first punch is deflected. You kick and completely whiff. You spin with a back kick and stick it straight into this figure's arm. And it's like you just kicked a wall. Try to, like, pump some of your shadow energy. The shadow, like, rushes up. This figure's arm squeezes. Like, can't. It's just doing nothing. But you feel like your shadow straight turns around to you and just shrugs, like, Yep. Uh, bad we're, we're we're super screwed right this is this is really bad huh yeah okay yes and uh that is the end of your turn you still um, have movement yeah i'm kind of tempted to just try my luck and get away from this thing uh yeah i'm gonna try and just like peg up a wall and hope that he misses me he's not gonna miss me okay let's see let's see Je- wait, Jer- hold on, T- Jeremy, two seconds. Yeah. I st- I have marked on my character sheet an inspiration. Now, is there any way that I can use this? <laughs> I don't, look, I'm gonna I be honest. I don't remember when this happened, I, but yeah. I, it is there. <laughs> For full disclosure, everybody, we're recording the last two episodes so of the show months after the first two episodes of but the I show. But I can screenshot <laughs> that I have an inspiration here. I see it, I see it. I don't remember what it was from, but you know what? Since it's on there, go ahead and use it. Yes! <laughs> this you can use it to re-roll one of uh one of your attacks. Could I make him re-roll the stunning strike? You know what? Sure, why not? Use the inspiration. Yeah! This will it's, this will re-roll He's still the gonna succeed. He's still gonna <laughs> succeed. It's fine. Um what's the save, DC? Fifteen. Fifteen. Let me just check. Okay, you see something glints in your eye. Your shadow is like no, and goes for it again, <laughs> surges, now finally finding purchase, piercing into this being's nerve endings. And this creature is going to have to use its legendary resistance. No! Uh, you feel like, you see like pure malice, like turn away the claws and fingers of this shadow as if it's like breaking the fingers, turning them back and repelling it just magically away. But you did burn a legendary resistance. So you know oh, that's good. good for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Duncan, are you still going ah, da, 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 to the other side of the room? Da, 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 da. <laughs> I am, I'm getting as close to the door and just selling, gang, I think we should run. Uh, Duncan, <laughs> you do get hit. Uh, that was a 24 yep. to hit. Uh, oh my Duncan, God. Uh, you take Oof. initially. Oh wow, rolled super low. Uh, you take eight points. You take yeah. You take eight <laughs> points of slashing damage as yep. a pair of like rusty scissors flash oh, out and no. <laughs> gouge you. And I'm going to need a Constitution saving throw from you. Oh, absolutely not, Jeremy. Yes. <laughs> I've had enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> right. The Black Lives Matter dice coming out. That's, that is how <laughs> up, back to the wall I am right now. 
And it's an 18! Oh. Plus one! There we go. Please tell uh, me I you feel, with 19. You feel Please. that there was some kind of, like, chemical that just got slashed into you, but you resist its effects. Oh my god. Uh, so you are you just, like, running away? I'm screaming run, and I'm taking the shortest distance to the door. Like, <laughs> just I, running straight for the door. This is not a fight that Duncan feels like he can win. Uh, <laughs> you can make it, I am like... Spent. You can make it part way out of the door. Uh, before uh, yeah. You... Oh, I got forty-five. Yeah, I got. Oh 45 wait, that's not so. the only opportunity attack because you're also next to you're also next to the big man himself, Mr. Mathers. He Aww. is going to. Um, does not hit you. Uh, he. Attempts... Ha Suck it. He attempts to like lash out with. He's suddenly like uh, uh producing like a tiny rapier. Tries to mm-hmm. lash out at you, misses you. Uh, so you run to the door. I, I'll say you get partway out the door. Okay, uh, now it's the big one's turn. So the big one is going to walk 15 feet to the edge of the door, or not to the edge of the door, but walk 15 feet towards the exit, see Duncan heading down the passage, and Duncan, tape around your neck. Uh, you what? immediately, you immediately take 15 points of necrotic damage and you are actively choking. Jeremy, yes. I make eye contact with this guy, and I go, <laughs> I don't have to breathe, motherfucker. <laughs> 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 I think I pretend no. for a minute. I'm like, <laughs> oh, come on, really? that's good. That's good. Uh, the creature having you there is going to then uh, look at the rest uh, and, like, dragging Duncan, basically, by the tape, because there's not really any room for it. Basically, you can't move 30 feet away from this person right now. So uh, drags Duncan kind of back into the room as it charges over and attacks Zora. Zora. Yeah, 27 hits you. We're all going to die. I'm going to need a con save. Oh, God. Uh, Zora, right off the bat, you take... uh, You take... 12 points of slashing damage. I need a con save. Wow. I'm a... 18. 18. You, again, also feel like a chemical trying to act on you. You resist it. Um, That is... They're going to make one more attack against you. And that's a dirty 20. Uh, So you take another... Uh, you take another 15 points of slashing oh, damage. Oh, no. And I'm going to need another con Not save. good. Uh, 10. Uh, Zora, this time, as it, like, <laughs> slashes through your military-style coat, uh, you can already feel it trying to repair itself from the previous slash. Uh, you feel the chemical seep into your bloodstream and a profound oh. sense of calm settles over you and lethargy and you are under the effects for all intents and purposes of the slow spell the slow spell means that you have a minus two penalty to ac and deck saving throws you can't use reaction your speed is halved and on your turn you can either use an action or a bonus action not both uh, no matter what your uh, abilities or magic items, you cannot make more than one melee or ranged attack during your turn. And if you tr- attempt to cast a spell with a casting time of one action, we'll see what happens next. 
But Zora is like standing there, incredibly woozy, but super like just chilled. It's like all your feelings or senses are blunted. Any panic that you're having is like it's like what I did to that guy. A little I bit, am yeah. So calm. Sorry, Miss. I know I've been talking about your work-life balance being out of order, but this is not the time, okay, to be taking a load off. Like if you could, we could, we need to ramp it up. Calm down. Why are you speaking so quickly? Uh, I think uh, Duncan just throws up a little bit. <laughs> oh, God, I'm so nervous. <laughs> uh, Bill Wop, that is your turn. Oh, oh we're not in Kansas anymore. Um, <laughs> could I... I would like to... I think I've got uh, Hunter's Mark still active from the previous battle. I'm presuming it hasn't been an hour yet. I will... Yeah, you, normally it's supposed to go away once a creature dies, but I will let you bonus action move it without recasting. Amazing. Uh, under the circumstances. There's a lot of magical Actually, it does here. stay still active, you but you have move. to use a bonus act- action to move it to a new uh, target. Absolutely. Um, move it to a new target. So, If it was on my uh, the one that I was puppeteering, he was technically alive for a lot longer afterwards. So It he felt like he was alive. Away, it was really. very skilled puppeteering. It felt like he was alive, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So I think, yeah. yeah, yeah Could have fooled me. That's he uh, seemed alive for a real long time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I would like to yeah tra- uh, transfer it to the big guy, and then um, I'm going to go for the two, my two attacks with the hunting rifle. Uh, okay. Okay. We've got a ooh. We've got a twenty to hit. Twenty hits. Okay, and we have oh another twenty to hit. Ooh, okay. both oh, of them hit. Yes. Marvelous. Okay, uh, and that means. I mean, no pressure, but it's all on you, Bill. Okay, and, great. Uh, pimps. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's all on you guys. Two D twelve. I'm gonna try and do it all in one go. So I've got two D twelves. I've also got two D sixes from the hunters. Mark. Yeah, and, and you I'm can also add another going to, D6. I'm going to swarm as well, so I'll add a further yeah. D6 for a total of 27 damage. Oh, no, uh, 27 plus 5 plus 5. Ooh, 37, 37 damage because the two plus fives from the attacks Whoa. for my additional five. You're right. Five, yeah. yeah, you're right. So, yeah. So, yeah. 37. 37 points. Whoa. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Bill Wop just dropping the hammer. <laughs> Right when we needed it, right when we needed it most. (laughs) This individual definitely, as they like blast into the person's arm, uh, those leave actual smoking holes. Is this the the big guy, by the way? Yeah, this is the big one. Does he have like any concentration or anything? I'm I'm assuming that, uh, oh no, no, that's a chemical effect. It's essentially like a, basically what it is, is a poison effect. Okay. uh, Under, yeah. So it's like, because it's chemicals, yeah, there's no uh, concentration. Uh, Yeah. That was real tasty, Bill. Real tasty. Do you want to move at all, or are you kind of staying? Were you staying next to Zora? Um, I feel like we were all sort of in conversation. Is that true? That we were sort of kind of all in the general vicinity of each other? Okay. Uh, I I think I'll drop back a little bit, but I want to stay within a couple of feet of the other, of my uh, party members. I will say, since this figure specifically was targeting Zora, you are not within their threatened range, so you can just sort of scuttle back another five feet, nice. five, ten feet if you want. Lovely. I'll do that. Yeah, let's go ten feet back. Okay. Pims, it's your turn. Pims um, looks at Mathers and then looks at the creature and she looks back at Mathers and she's like, I'm not going to let you keep doing this, so um, 
fuck off. And she's going to run towards the big creature, drawing her maul. Mm -hmm. And she also still has Hunter's Mark up from the previous fight. So she's going to bonus action, switch the Hunter's Mark to the big one. And then she's going to come in, start hitting. (laughs) Um, Still small, not not in giant size yet. First attack. Ooh. But that means you have Fury of the Small. It does. Because this person counts as large. Exactly. Hey. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> uh, oh, first attack is going to be 25 to hit. 25, just short of a Pim's hit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you still hit. Uh, cool, so that's 3d6. Um, 14 damage for the first attack. A four, uh, did you add oh, your uh, then, attack modifier? Uh, yeah, I did, Ability but modifier? then plus Fury of the Small would make it 19. Yeah. Um, uh, 19. And then, second attack is a, uh, dirty 20. Also hits. Nice. Uh, Hunter's Mark. Yeah, it's time. Uh, same again, 14. 14. Okay. Another 14. Uh, she just runs guys... in and goes like, <laughs> and starts like smashing at its legs with the maul. Yeah. <laughs> Just absolutely going ham. Uh, I love it. In response, the creature is going to use all of its legendary actions to make another tape attack against you, Pims. Um, <laughs> that is going to be... Let's see if this hits. Oh, is it an attack roll? Yes. Can I use my reaction? Yes, you can. <laughs> wait, wait. Was it going to hit me? It was. I, I think I'm allowed to know. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to use my reaction to use my cloud rune. So as Pim sees this thing coming towards her again, her the arm that has like the the like sky blue rune with the clouds on it glows, mm-hmm. uh, and she's gonna try to redirect the attack towards <gasps> Mathers. Oh, uh, the cloud rune! <laughs> the cloud rune says when you are a creature you can see within thirty feet of you is hit by an attack roll, you can use your reaction to choose a different creature other than the attacker. Uh, within 30 feet of you is Mathers within 30 feet of me. Uh, Mathers is within 30 uh, feet, yeah. yeah. Excellent! To become the target of the attack instead, with the same attack roll. So I don't know if he would be oh, hit by it, but... Okay, so uh, <laughs> the the runes on your arm glow. Uh, this tape, as it's speeding towards you, just as about to like start to wrap around your neck, is you see like clouds form around it and transfer its motion. <laughs> Speeding towards Mathers, um, Mathers is going to cast up a shield, but that shield is not good enough. Uh, it uh, wraps nice. around his neck. He, uh, you hear kind of like uh, try to squeeze out of his out of his voice box. Uh, just reaches up and is holding onto. Um, interestingly enough, you see that the tape has wrapped about a foot above Mathers' actual head. Whoa. And yet Mathers is still reaching for his throat. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna roll damage. I'm gonna roll damage. That's automatic. There are some just skeezy wheezies going on here. Mm. Uh, okay. That, ooh, what a turn. And Pims, I'm gonna need you to roll me a d6. Nice. Do it, do it, hit it. That's a that's a, a two. two. Uh, Pims, oh, as magic is replenished. The anger and hatred that you have for these people, the clouds, the runes on both of your arms, uh, change from like rocky and cloud silvery bluey to black. 
Uh, and for the next round, all of your attacks will deal an extra 1d6 necrotic damage. Ooh. Noise! Okay. Noise. And this is in response to you using your rune powers. Okay. Um, okay, that is the end of, uh, that's the end of that interaction, because uh, that was a legendary action and a reaction. That is not going to be Mathers' turn. Mathers automatically takes damage again. Amazing. Nice work, Pims. Thanks. Amazing work. Pims is so clutch. <laughs> so that, I saw that cloud rune ability and I was yes, just like, done. I need rune that. Nice, oh. rune nice. Mathers wow. can't speak. Uh, and so any oh! sort of spell casting that happens simply can't occur. That also does mean Duncan can't speak. So if Duncan had spells or something, he also can't really. Nope. But uh, he doesn't. So it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> instead. I can still uh, flip him off, though. So I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> Mathers is going to try and make a uh, strength check to break free. Okay. Uh, he does lurch backwards and snap the tape, uh, stumbling and (gasps) (sighs) 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 Uh, still the tape like sort of dangling from around a foot above Mathers' head. I think what he's going to do is turn around and run behind the people in lab coats. That's the end of uh, Mathers' turn. Now it is Zora. Zora, you are still under the effects of the slow spell. Uh, However, at the end of your turn, you can repeat the saving throw. Oh my god, thank goodness. I wanted to do Eldritch Blast against um, our our dude. Can I still get Mathers if we still need it as he's running, or am I still able to get him? Uh, I just want to hit anybody else. I will say that he has given himself three-fourths cover. Actually, no, he's very small. I'm going to say he's given himself full cover, because some of these people are bigger than him. He ran around behind their group. Um... So that is going to be, he has full cover, but you can still target the big one. Okay, I'm going to target the big guy with my Eldritch Blast Okay, I need you to roll me a d20. Oh no, that's not good. A six, it's not good. A six actually is good. Uh, You are able to cast this spell. You can only cast one attack roll, so only one of your beams will be able to hit. But you rolled a 25, that's going to hit. Roll damage on Mm. the big one. Four. A respectable four. It's not very great. And your speed is halved. You can try and run away if you want. It's up to you. I don't think I'm going to get very far. (laughs) I think I'm going to zen out and just be like, what do you think now? Uh, (laughs) The the creature leans. Thinking I've done a lot. This big person (laughs) leans into you and you hear, just go to sleep, just go to sleep, just let it happen. Just go to sleep, just go to sleep. Just go. Just let go. Just let go. It's so easy. Just let go. No. Uh, just like no, whispering, like this constant stream of mutters uh, being whispered towards you. Duncan, at the top of your turn, my man, you take another six points of necrotic damage. And for the second time Aww. in as many episodes, Jeremy, oh. you have done the exact amount of damage and oh, no. points that I had remaining. Peace oh. out, Duncan everyone. Collapses to the ground. Uh, I'm gonna need. A death saving throw. I'm gonna die. Oh, Duncan. May the unifier be with you, Duncan. It's an 18, no? 18! That's a success. But it's an 18. That is a success. Okay. I had such a cool move plan, Jeremy. I had such a cool move plan. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Can Uh, I move my mic up here? <laughs> For those who are just listening, Jasper has fully moved the mic arm, so the mic is no longer near his face. Uh, uh, that is now going to be the big one's turn. Pims, 
You almost got grabbed. Zora is very injured. I think Pims and Billwop are currently the big problems. Uh, oh, oh, Zora, did you roll a saving throw? You get to repeat the saving throw. Did you roll it? Ooh, 19. A 19 succeeds! Okay, so Zora, you snap out of it at the very end of your turn. This creature looks at you again with those eyes just glaring out, smoking from the side, and there's all these bugs, uh, like, biting and nipping at the wounds. Pim's on the other side just attacking. This being looks at you and turns its eyes, like, doesn't even see you as worth the trouble. Uh, Turns to Pim's and is going to make an attack against Pim's. Oh, that one, that one may not hit. That one, the first one does not hit. First one does not hit Pims. Ah, uh, yes. Second attack <laughs> does hit Pims. Pims, okay. you take, oh, you take 13 points of slashing damage, and I need you to make me a constitution saving throw. I need everyone to know that I have one single hit point. Oh, oh no. no. Con save? Yeah. 18. 18 succeeds. Uh, you feel, once again, oh, uh, the, the, like, the, it's coming out of, like, the, 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 well, I guess you haven't felt a slash yet, but you feel like there's something on this chemically that is, like, mm-hmm. gouging into you, but you manage to resist it, and Billwop. Yes? Um, let me make sure. What is Bill? Billwop. By literally one point, you do not get caught by the tape. Uh, that lashes out. Ooh. <laughs> this creature rolled very low uh, on two of its three attacks. And therefore, most of the party is still standing. Uh, oh my god. Oh my god. Maybe not for hey, long. Jasper, do you wanna do you wanna just roll up a cleric real quick? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, my uh, my my uh, uh, gloomstalker ranger is waiting in the rings for Jeremy at this point. <laughs> I'd be pulling no punches. <laughs> Billwop. Speaking of rangers, Billwop, it's your turn, my man. First things first. I'm gonna do the same thing I did last time, and make two attacks on the big guy. Mm-hmm. That is a remarkable. Two twenty twos. Whoa! We got the Bill Wop twenty twos. Both those hit. Uh, okay, so two d twelves. Ooh, that's good. Um, well, mostly. Uh, so that's forty three points of damage. I got a, a twelve. I got a twelve and a three for the two twelves, and then I got three sixes. Oh! Oh! <laughs> nice! Whoa! And that's um, with the plus ten. And then my, and then my pl- the two plus- two fives for my uh, holy crap uh, forty three points then, of damage. <laughs> that's just then, a little bit. It's <laughs> bonkers. Um, and for my bonus action now. Um, I am going to use my last level two spell slot to cast. Can I cast? I would like to cast Healing Spirit. Yeah, let me let me check that out really quickly. Uh, as long as it's a bonus action, this uh, it is a bonus. It's a bonus action cast. Yeah, uh, it's just about um, so. It would end Hunter's Mark. So as long as you're okay with yes, that. exactly. Yeah, that's why I did all that stuff beforehand. Okay. Um, so I'm going to be transferring my concentration to this. Please describe for me what it looks um, like when you cast Healing Spirit. So the swarm that has had previously been attacking the big guy now uh, sort of veer off in a very coordinated sort of uh, uh, downbusters kind of fashion um, and careen around to an area that is, I'm hoping, an area that we can get 
uh, of an area of 60 feet that we can get all um, all of us four into that area. You absolutely can. Um, 60 so, feet, yeah. Okay, cool. And so they're going to sort of fan out and space themselves equidistant in like a perfect sort of formation along that, around that grid. So you see all these different like... Oh, wait, you know, wait, like wait, let me stop you. It's a five foot mm-hmm. cube. You can ca- you can summon it in within 60 feet of you, but it's a five foot cube. Oh, uh, apologies. But you can that. summon it okay. over Duncan. But I can move it. Yeah, you can summon it over I'm Duncan. Gonna it, I'm going to put it over... Yeah, I'm immediately going to put it over Duncan um, right now. Um, and uh, nothing's going to happen with it yet. But it's, on it's, at the top of Duncan's turn. At the top of Duncan's turn, things yeah. will happen. Oh, <laughs> that's huge! That's huge. Uh, okay. So Billwop and so is it like a swarm of of insects, like a cube that has surrounded? Yeah. So they basically like re they've realigned themselves over um over to uh to the where over where Duncan is, and they're just yeah they've formed. Let's say they've they've just formed this perfect square of perfectly equally spaced bugs. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Uh, I'm super into this. Okay, cool. Bill Wop, what a turn. Pims, with your one hit point. My one hit point. Uh, Pims is going to go big. Okay. She just, like, she screams in rage again, and I think usually wait, wait, wait. her transmission is kind of clunky. I just oh, realized oh. we have another legendary action. I'm so sorry. No, no. Uh, you oh, may get to do no. what you're about to do. We'll see. Uh... That's an 18 on the attack roll. To hit to hit me? Mm. Yeah. So that hits me, that cracks. Pims, oh. you take uh right off the bat eight points. Oh no, more than eight. You take uh you take 14 points of necrotic damage and cannot. You are actively suffocating. P- Pims drops. Oh, uh, just as Pims. Uh. I won't take away the, the getting big, because I that was my mistake. We could say you like started to and then whoosh, uh, you like it's cut off in the moment, and Pims yeah. collapses to the ground. Mm-hmm. That means I'm gonna need a death save. Yep. Uh. <laughs> that's an eleven. Okay, so that's one success for Pims and one success for Duncan. Bill Wop, I'm going to need you, my man, to make me uh, a wisdom saving throw. I think. You have advantage, I think, on wisdom. I think I have advantage on these. Yeah, I think I do. I honestly thought Uh, you were going to say, I think I won't do that. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm going to not. I'm tapping out. Okay, so wisdom. So that is a natural 18. Oh! Beautiful. um, Something. Uh, 21. You see that Mather's still, like, rubbing his neck which was never had never had anything wrapped around it uh staggers out for a moment and tries to cast a spell on you he says halt you bill Wop, with your own superior sense of authority mm. are like <laughs> i'm the one who says halt that's my thing <laughs> uh you completely resist it he's like oh come on and hides behind the group again <laughs> oh my goodness Ooh, this is tight so now it is Zora's turn. Oh, man. Well, I'm hanging on by a thread, too, but I still got some fight in me. I was going to mind spike. Okay, go ahead and mind spike. Uh, Who are you mind spiking? I want to get whoever is closer to death. (laughs) I can tell you right now, the big one has taken a whole lot more damage than Mathers has. All right, well, I would love to get Mathers for sure. Okay. But I'm also scared of the big guy because I feel like he can kill me right now, too. Dear God. I'm going to go for Mathers, though, just because I hate him. 
Fair enough. So is that an intelligence save? That is a wisdom save wisdom for save. him. Okay. Wisdom 15. Okay. Shout out to the two crew. Ooh. Uh, roll damage on mind spike. Thank freaking goodness. All right. We've got 25 mind spike damage. Ooh, that is so tasty. Um, that's... Nice. She's fighting. Zora's fighting. I fight you. I mind spike you. Uh, I spite you and I spike you. Zora. <laughs> Little man. With, with that third level spell that you just cast, again, the symbols around the room, dotted around the room, of uh, the great unifier, the, the one above all, the one god, begin to glow. And I'm going to give you two choices. Now, you felt the rush of magic before. You can attempt to harness that magic again, but you know with this level of power here and the, also the desperation that you are experiencing, your allies are dropping one by one. Those who are still standing for the most part are hanging on by a thread. You could attempt to push deeper. You do not know what lies beyond and you don't know if you can even penetrate it, but you can attempt to push deeper. Uh, would you prefer to go with a more known quantity or would you prefer to push deeper and take a risk? I'm going to go to the unknown because I'm feeling drunk with the power that is possible. And especially after I made all those flowers pop out of everything earlier, I'm ready for more. Okay. I want to see the sky, the night sky, like bust in here. I want to see everything happen. Because of your connection uh, to this particular entity, I need mm-hmm. you uh, to make me a religion check with advantage. Ooh, we like a religion check with advantage. Let's do that. Big money, no whammies, please. Oh my god, you know, we do our best. Uh, this power is like glowing around you. You feel just on the cusp. There's, It's, it's almost like the you were on, uh, to borrow a phrase, uh, the threshold of revelation. Right. Oop. That is a 22. DC was 20. Zora, uh, as you feel in your moment of need, you reach out, because this could really easily go very, very bad for everybody if this does not work. You, uh, drunk, I'm like, yes, I am more in touch with my god than I have ever been. Unifier! You. Unifier! You feel joy rise up in your spirit and you pierce beyond the veil and in a moment everyone in this room every single person is connected it's as though you are all sitting on an endless spider web you Zora are sitting at the center you are at once sitting on the web and part of it like you are growing out of it you for the first time truly have contact with the unifier. And you... I am drunk with this. This is amazing. I feel my whole body pulsing <laughs> with energy through all of my extremities. Oh my goodness. I think the energy that you're feeling and the revelation that you are experiencing may be something that you did not expect. Now, the unifier, as we said, is an 
ancient deity. Actually, I don't know if we said this on air yet. The Unifier is an ancient, rather obscure deity who has recently come into much more prominence, in part because of the efforts of Zora and her family with Unity Tabernacle, uh, one of the most successful, well, the, the single largest church in the Hernandez district. Uh... So, but at the same time, this is like an ancient deity, mostly known about through symbols and obscure writings that don't really go into any detail. Uh, your understanding of this being has always been that it is the central, most important being. And though other gods exist, technically, uh, they are really more like aspects at best and angels at worst. They are essentially all lesser beings who are surrounding the, sort of like in a solar system, they are all planets orbiting the sun that is the unifier. And the sun, or the unifier, much like the sun, holds everything in place, keeps things next to itself, control, exerts control over all these things. It is it unifies by absorbing, consuming things into itself. That's partly why you have lived your life the way you are. You're consuming everything into yourself for the sake of the unifier. The more power you get, the more power the unifier has. What you realize in this moment is that your understanding of this being has always been dead wrong. This being is not the one god. This is the god of oneness. Uh, I think in a moment, you have a memory of... The memory that you've never received before, but like it's not even a memory that is yours, but as you are connected to the Unifier, it, it functions as though it's yours. You have a memory of a time at the very foundations of the city when there was a huge amount of conflict uh, between the settlers who had arrived here and the people, the indigenous people who had been living here before that. And there was a huge amount of strife, and it was threatening to bubble up into full-on war. And at that time people started to try and emphasize the connection that everyone shares, the unity of all things, the fact that all of us are part of the same system. Anything that one group does will affect every single member of that group, but also affect members of the other group and the environments around them. Zora, just by your influence, look at all of these people that you have brought here, and look at how they have influenced you. Even though Mr. Mathers is your enemy, Damien Mathers may be your enemy, he is ultimately, uh, he is, you and he are ultimately part connected. part of it all. Yes. Yes. It's not about control. It's about acknowledging that you, as an individual, do not have control. It's, it's the collective that ultimately has the power. You've been going about this all wrong. It's not about personal greed. It's about trying to lift everyone else up. Now, here's the problem. Everything that you just learned is diametrically opposed to how you have always lived your life. And as you receive this revelation, every other person receives a hint of it as well. I think you even start to understand the experiences of every single person in this room. One thing I think that you note is that uh, this being in front of you, this gigantic hulking being, is actually not a man, as people have been referring to them. Uh, this is actually a woman. Her name is Agatha Fry. She has, she has been in, in Damien Mather's employ for over uh, 30 years. She uh, has functioned as a being of separation. 
in much the same way that you have and in much the same way that Mathers has. To some degree, Duncan has has functioned that way as well. A being who is focused on separating others from their power and isolating others and subjugating them. She is a person who has embraced that path, just like you have, just like uh, Mathers has, and to a degree, Duncan has as well, through your influence. You realize, like, this way... This new understanding, this new revelation is incompatible with your existence. And so you have a choice. Do you accept this new revelation? Knowing that it will force a change, while it will give you immense power in the temporary, ultimately that power is not yours and will have to pass to other people. Uh, Like almost outside of your control because it will, this will change you on a fundamental level. The Zora, the Zora Hildebrandt who walked in here is not the one who will walk out. Do you choose to accept that? Or are you more happy with the level of power and influence that you currently have in the path that you are on? Knowing that all those other people, your congregation, your husband, your family, they don't know this. They don't have to know this. And the other people in the room, are they experiencing any of this with me, or is this just me who can feel all of this? Everybody feels some aspect of this power, but you're the one who's tapped into it. Essentially, you have become a conduit, and they're all, like, on the wavelength. So they're getting bits and pieces of information, but you're the one with the ultimate revelation, and you know. No one in here has the word to go against yours, not in matters of theology. If you want to keep things the way that they were... You can try that. And not only that, you can choose one way or another to destroy those who are trying to bring that separation. If You can either destroy them on the basis of them trying to bring the separation and you are trying to bring unity, or you can destroy them because, frankly, they're in your way and you happen to have been plugged into this power. Zora, what would you like to do? To whom much is given, much is required. I can either change the balance of the entire world or the world as we know it or maintain some semblance of the status quo. I am drunk with this power right now because it's all I've ever wanted. Oh, the choice is clear. I am going to have to try to keep things as they were. Mm. Those of you who are connected feel that moment of de- of decision as Zora severs herself from this web. And at the same time, the individual that you're connected to, who you also recognize, I think, is not the true Damien Mathers. The true Damien Mathers is somewhere else. This is just one of his lackeys, someone posing as him. But it's still an arm of his you can cut off. And this, this is his boogeyman. We've talked about that before. You know, this is his, probably one of his primary enforcers. You can get rid of her. Do you choose to destroy these individuals who stand in your way? Yes. You see, uh, you, the rest of you watch as Damien Mathers appears to scream. The illusion is lifted. You see a Kenku wearing an earpiece attached to a sending stone. Uh, and wearing what appears to be a hat of disguise 
utterly rent asunder at the same time as the individual that now all of you recognize to be, well, not recognize, but you all learn is Agatha Fry, uh, a absolutely rent asunder. It's as though they are shredded to ribbons, not bloody ribbons, just ribbons of energy that float and just... There are glowing orbs where once they stood and those orbs dissipate, absorbed into the glowing runes around you. And the rest of you see as Zora continues to glow with this power that she has tried to take for herself. And Zora... I'm going to need a constitution saving throw. Uh-oh. 100%. Uh-oh. I made some choices. Choices were... Ooh. Six. Not good enough, Choices Zora. were made. Not good enough. Choices were made. Six is good enough, Jeremy? Are you sure yeah, you want to run the mask again? You want to run the mask again? Just double check that. <laughs> you all watch as this woman who has all her life chosen to be someone who exploits others... And given the greatest revelation that she could ever have hoped for, chose to reject it in order to live the way that she was and maintain that same twisted status quo, has severed herself from the web. But the great unifier isn't just the web. The great unifier is everything. And as the center of the web is severed, you see the energy, the spirit that is Zora Hildebrandt fall down into nothingness and begin to dissolve away until Ooh. she becomes one with the unifier absorbed into its energy just like those whom she has rent asunder Zora Hildebrandt is no more bye guys and you see as, as at the same time as she sees strips being ripped away from her own body in much the same way Zora, what are, do you have any last words as you see yourself being shredded by the same energy in real, in the real I world? I do, I do, I say, do as I say, not as I do. Be with each other. <laughs> Take care of each other. Uh, a change of heart, too little, too late. Uh, Zora Hildebrandt <laughs> fades into nothingness. Jeremy, can I, does, does Duncan see this? Everybody sees this. This happens in a physical realm. I, I'm so unconscious, but like, am I? Your consciousness was connected. Your consciousness was connected, and you okay. sensed this. Uh, and I will even say, uh, for our purposes, Duncan, with this energy, uh, I think everybody's going to regain just a little bit. Uh, it'll be a similar to a magic surge that we got before. So everybody gains ten HP. And once again, the room blooms with with flowers, but like flowers that appear to exi exist on like a quantum level where you can see the individual connections between the potentiality of every single one of these magical flowers as well as yourselves. Uh, we are out of combat. Whew. What would you all like to do? All of your enemies, and I say all, all of your enemies are gone. Well. That were unexpected. I will say this before we go any further. Each of you does feel an inkling of that power still residing within you, as if, if perhaps you tugged, you might be able to influence something in the vicinity, even if it's not a person, but an object uh, that is nearby. Uh, a building, uh, it could be if there's a vehicle, it'd have to be within a, you know, a couple miles of here. Uh, in in do we do we have any idea about in what way we can influence these these things or um 
Just I think in, in your case, it's like you can essentially exert some element of will on it. It doesn't have to be a, an object. It can also be a person. I think Bill Wop in this moment, as part of the connection, you would have also felt a connection to Happy. Right. And you, you would have, for the first time, understood where she was coming from. Happy is someone who was much more intellectual than anyone around her. Maybe not more raw intelligent, but intelligent in a different way mm. than everyone she was around. She is, yeah. Yes, she has felt her whole life feeling alienated. Mm. Uh, she's spent her whole life being alienated from those around her. And that sense of alienation and hurt eventually developed into a superiority, especially when she got into such a highfalutin university uh, and did so well, and all of these people were lauding her, and it occurred to her, the people I grew up couldn't do this. Mm-hmm. Happy has turned down a similar path to the path that Zora and Mathers and, to some degree, Duncan and certainly Agatha have tra- started to travel down, mm-hmm. uh, which is one of trying to essentially take uh, rather than give. But she has only just started down that path. Okay. If you wish, I won't let you fully like mind control her, but there could be a conversation. If you want to have a private conversation. I absolutely don't wish to mind control her, but uh, um, I'm presuming if she if that's been shared with, with, with Bill, that Bill has also been able to share his experience of her family back home being nothing but proud of her. Um, up until she stopped contacting them, which is when the resentment started to sort of fester, was uh, when she she just went completely off grid, um, and that sort of that like yeah the understanding of that feeling of alienation and uh, in in the town and the awareness of 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 that being a problem for her um, yeah. You feel a coming from her as she looks at you teary eyed. You feel a sense of profound connection with your niece that you have never felt before. Yeah. Uh, and she says, Uncle, I, I'm, I, I'm so sorry. I, uh, I, I've made a fool of myself. I, I, I'm, I'm so embarrassed. I, uh, she sort of steps oh. forward. Uh, she says, I, I don't know. Do you think maybe you might be able to forgive me? Oh, oh well, there's there's nothing to forgive. I've been here for, uh, what, 12 hours now in this city? And I've already shot several people in the face, which is something I've never actually done before, so I can understand this place can uh, corrupt people in a profound and uncontrollable way. It changes you, way. it changes you, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty impressed that you held out as long as you did, really. You were writing us all the way through university. I saw an advertisement the other day. Some some people were trying to have a fundraiser to be able to resurrect their daughter. Uh, she died in a car accident. Oh. It's, that's not right. No. That, that is not right. You shouldn't need to do it's, that, should you? Well... No. How about this? Maybe we can, uh, maybe we can go for a tea sometime in whatever local place. I'm sure you have a place that you like to go. I know you love your tea. And maybe we could stone your mothers and just maybe talk about how you can apply your amazing skills to something worthwhile, a way to make this city better. She smiles and she says, I'd like that. We will jump over to Duncan. 
Duncan, I think you now, because of this connection, you also understand this place was not just built as a shrine to the Unifier. You see, you sense that there are other spirits and beings that have been worshipped and, and recognized here. Beings of cloud, of stone, of shadow, beings of the hunt. You understand I think for the first time, where your powers are coming from. This, these beings were not meant to be here as, as a threat. You feel like in this moment, if you wanted to, you could fundamentally change the way that your relationship to your shadow functions. Because right now there is always a threat of it bursting out. It's sort of like a... I would say a love-hate relationship between the two of you, where you're constantly trying to hold it in check. And on top of that, you also, for the first time, recognize you who have lived so much of your life alone without anyone to truly care for you, you have always had connections to people. They may not have always shown, but you, you are part of this city. You're part of this world. Your actions affect other people just as their actions affect you. And you have shaped other people as much as they have shaped who you are. For the first time, I think Duncan feels like he's not actually alone. This might be a stretch on what you said, so please tell me if it is. Mm. But I feel like in this moment, like having seen what happened to Zora, feeling this connection and feeling this like, the sense of this like, of how he is connected to the city around him, uh, I think Duncan wants to try and think about the church if his kind of like circle of awareness can extend that far. Mm-hmm. And what like, I would love to do is to like momentarily like have it like envelop in smoke and shadow Ooh. and for like the whole exterior of the church to, com- to turn completely jet black. Ooh. Like after the smoke clears, it's like it just turns like a full like gothic looking church and mm-hmm. I think Duncan just looks across at his shadow and just goes yeah we've got work to do <laughs> oh, uh, I will absolutely I won't even make you roll for it that will yes. absolutely allow it to happen the, the unity tabernacle those out standing outside of it are like what is <laughs> like it's enveloped in smoke. I imagine like the stained glass. Wherever there's stained glass, they see the moonlight eyes like mm-hmm. gazing out through the smoke uh, before it all settles into just a jet black sheen over this huge gothic building. And I think as well, like it now casts like across the city. It now casts like a long like shadow like there's just like you can (laughs) see the kind of shadow of the church extends out in like several different directions even though it's only being lit by like one source oh the ramifications (laughs) Uh, (laughs) we'll have to see if there's like a sequel series (laughs) that's a lot Uh, me okay so you do that you feel like that sense of like oh I'm part of the city the city is part of me Uh, and you choose to exert your influence in that way Pims you feel interestingly as you i think each of you feels the church as it changes and you also feel pims you feel a connection to three people who had snuck over to the church you feel a profound connection to your friends you realize in that moment that grent zab and fantina had actually followed you to the church because they couldn't bear to oh. not welcome you back <laughs> after your first day 
on the job to see how you were doing. Uh, you feel a very profound connection to them, but closer to that, you feel still standing. The symbol of all that suffering that you experienced for all those years. That factory, that, that mine that you and Duncan toiled in, sweat in, bled in, and has caused all of this, uh, all of this, at least this suffering. What would you like to do with your influence? So it's nighttime, right? Yes. So there's no one in the factory? Uh, no, there like... are, if, if there are, they are guards who have chosen to be employed for this corporation. You know there's a couple guards outside of it, but you didn't encounter any guards inside. You would feel that, in fact, they are just now changing shift. So any guards that were in the mine have left, and are there are other guards, like, planning to step in just as they're changing over the guards. So Pims, she, she feels that connection to her friends, and after, you know, having dropped in combat and having a, a real uh, emotionally turmoil, like, turmoil-filled day, um, her, she feels kind of elated momentarily to feel this connection to her friends. And then it's like a kind of, like, tugging pulls her ba- her attention back over to this, this factory connected to the mine, and this, like, pit forms in her stomach, and she's just like, no, 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 no. And kind of, like, clenches a fist in front of her, and just imagines the entire thing just crumbling to dust. Those of you, even though you're underground, quite a bit insulated from all of this, those of you who are still present feel a rumbling and hear a great rumble uh, from back the way that you came. And the ground begins to shake. And in fact, the ground above you starts to split as a fissure opens up beneath the counter mine, completely swallowing it into the earth, destroying the land that it stood on once and for all. The counter mine is no more. And then Pims like sits there, like fist clenched, eyes closed for a while. I think Rune's glowing. It's her connection to like the magic in this place that gave her them. Mm-hmm. And then her shoulders just kind of relax back, and she's like. <sighs> And she stands up and she's going to walk over to Billop and Duncan or try to gather them if she can. <laughs> I feel like uh, Duncan by this point or somehow already has like changed into a tuxedo, has a little like mustache on, <laughs> has got a cigar out of somewhere. And it's a just... shadowy tuxedo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's my new form. <laughs> it's a shadowy tuxedo, <laughs> just puffing on a little shadowy cigar. So, this Mr. Mathis. <laughs> I think we gotta go. See? Oh my. Actually, is there any way, I know we've already like used our connection sort of, would we be able to like try and use that remainder of that connection to try and reach out and find the real Mathers? Because like we a location? we met yeah. an illusory version of him. Would like would we hmm. be able to? Find you know him? what? Uh, everybody, make me. We will say in this case, if you have any spellcasting abilities, uh. I guess in your case, you know what? We'll use like everybody's. I think fundamental 
uh, most fundamental trait, I think, ability score. I feel like for Pims, that might be Constitution, because of Pims has had to be tough for so long. I suspect for Billwop, we're looking at Wisdom. Uh, he, would you agree? Yes. With that, uh, it's up yeah, to you. Uh, you tell me. Sure. If we're talking the most prominent one, then I suppose so. But uh, yeah, I mean, like if yeah, any I of mean, his ability scores define who he is. Yeah, yeah, I'd say wisdom probably. The, yeah. yeah, I'm not sure with Duncan. What what would you say is Duncan's definitive? I mean, it, right now, I I could think you could make a decent case for strength. Mm. Yeah, uh, based on what he's done. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, maybe strength more than anything else. Because the other thing I was going to say is, like, intimidation, but, like, that's not really, like, a... Yeah, I don't think charisma's his thing. Yeah, I don't think charisma's it. It's just more like he, you know, he's fear, like, he uses fear. But, yeah, so I guess maybe strength. Okay, uh, you roll a strength check, uh, Pims roll constitution, and and Billwop roll wisdom. Yeah, okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I exerted. I used my influence. I was gonna say that you had you had worked with with Happy, but I'll say that you you can have just a teeny bit left. I, 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 you want to give yourself advantage? I'll let you use advantage. No, I'm, uh, what I want to do is, uh, so no, nothing drastic happens, just in the police station uh, where um, Vinny and uh, that work just in the back room of the office the coffee machine disappears and is replaced <laughs> by the most state-of-the-art incredible like with bean grinders and pistons and like the ultimate coffee machine uh, appears in the back office there <laughs> oh that's incredible uh we will say that the following morning as everybody is coming in for work somebody's like hey can we get some coffee uh Maisie hawker the secretary steps in to get some coffee for herself and just as a kindness for the rest of the office she sees that she like drops the tray she was holding she looks up and just says Thank you. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, okay. What do we get for these rolls? Uh, it's a 17 for the dunkster. Dirty 20 for Pims. Noise. Okay. And what did Bill Wop get with his wisdom roll? My reward for doing a good deed was a six. <laughs> oh! Oh, uh, with, <laughs> with a six, you're like, nah, I did good here today. <laughs> yeah, uh, my work here is done. <laughs> Pims and Duncan, you reach out through the city, and many people know the name. Many people know the name Damien Mathers. There are those who fear Damien Mathers. There are those who look up to Damien Mathers. There are those who feel they know Damien Mathers. You do not feel Damien Mathers anywhere in this city. It feels as though Damien might not even be on this plane of existence. Whoa. Ooh. Whoa. And with that, I think the power begins to finally recede. You feel yourselves recede back into yourselves, but still with the knowledge of the connection that each of you share. There are still a bunch of people in lab coats there that are just cowering in the corner, freaking out. We are going to run through like a wrap up. Let's roll initiative, including including Zora. Let's have everybody roll initiative and we'll go through one by one and we will sort of co-narrate uh, how each of you end up immediately following this situation. Ten for Pims. Okay, ten for Pims. Uh, Seventeen for... 
17 for Bill Wong. 11. Uh, 11 for Zora. <laughs> I, I don't understand. Duncan and in, in initiative rolls. I got a one. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> a one for Dunks. So Bill Wop. Hey. You guys eventually make your way out of the underground area. I think by the time you make your way up, it's dawn. Uh, the crystal lights are coming back on. You still can't see the sun. Let me ask you this. Would you have told people about what Mathers was planning? What kind of people? Like the authorities. Would you have told other oh. police officers, hey, this guy's doing something horribly uh, illegal. Uh, and also yeah. I solved this case. Uh, One, yeah, 100%. I would be telling uh, through the appropriate authoritative channels. Yes, I would be. Uh, I would be delivering the news to whoever. Okay. It you are hailed as <laughs> the, the position that you never wanted as a hero for having solved oh. a 15 year old murder. Almost single-handedly, although I will say, uh, Officer Vinny Flash does claim that the two of you worked together on this. Uh, <laughs> he stepped forward. Uh, he, he did get me to the church on time, that is true. <laughs> you are uh, invited to stay in the city for as long as you wish. They, they give you a straight-up medal. The funding oh. for your precinct, which is pretty much just you, is doubled, <laughs> which is not saying a lot because it wasn't a lot to begin with, but you just have <laughs> double the amount of money Still. that you had. Oh, yeah. uh, you are invited to come and give, like, talks at the, at the academy, for, like, on the, uh, specifically oh. to the uh, police academy there to give advice on, uh, I on how you... always bring uh, Rice Krispie Squares to that the talks. sounds delicious. <laughs> Fresh um, made, you see, like, this... Yeah. This group of new young recruits, you see, you can tell, I think, you're a very insightful person. And now with the taste you've gotten of this city, you see this group of recruits is just like every other one. There are people who are entering for the right reasons. There are people who are entering for the wrong reasons. Almost none of them realize how broken the system they're entering actually is. Mm. You do notice one young idealist. He is a, a, an Aladrin, kind of a blue skin tinged Aladrin with like uh, silvery blondish hair. Uh, he looks like he's a brand new recruit. He's got like a little, is a pygmy owl familiar, uh, just perched on his, on his uh, coat. He seems like... I think of all of these, you resonate the best, the most with him as somebody who is trying to do not just the right thing, but see is like, hey, look, this can be better. Uh, and there is, in fact, hope for the city. Um, I will let you tell me what is it that you would like? Would you like to do any research? Because you have access to research if you wanted to find out any more details of what Mathers may have been referring to when he was describing what happened with the case. Uh, you you tell me. I still don't quite know the the exact nature of the orb that I was holding that ended up out there. Like if that was part of if that was anything to do with the case or not. I presume it was. Yes, um, uh, I think I think you're able to deduce that that orb was some of the evidence of the chamber, the sunken chamber that you were in, right. and that Cornelius Druford had found that. And was going to try and run away with the knowledge of it so that he could use, mm. so he could exploit the site himself. With the sort of knowledge of that and what's happened and especially what, I mean, this may depend on uh, on, on uh, Zora's, uh, whatever happens to Zora next. I know that they're getting a, <laughs> there's going to be a, there's going to be some more story with that. But uh, 
I want to maybe team up with this new recruit who shows promise on a little side project of mine about um, the uh, not- just noticing the hierarchy and noticing as lovely as Vinny was, he was very much under the thumb of Hildebrand. And now that there's this sort of power vacuum, just investigating how we can use that to our advantage and maybe sort of uh, uh, use it to maybe recalibrate the system a little bit to something a little bit more just and diplomatic. Uh, democratic, uh, the, I should say. The new recruit introduces himself. Uh, he says, uh, he says Hi, hello, it's, a, it's an absolute pleasure to meet you. Uh, a real fan of your work, I have to say. Uh, my name is, uh, well, I'm not really an officer yet, but uh, you could call me uh, Sergithar Eminon. Uh, I, go, I go by Sergio with my friends. Uh, <laughs> but of course, I, I wouldn't presume uh, under the circumstances to be, uh, you know, oh, with, well. with your stature. Well, I've uh, I've noticed uh, your enthusiasm and dedication, uh, Sergio. So um, uh, if you'd be interested, I do have a little project for you uh, that we might be able to uh, uncover a few uh, secrets of the city. How does that sound exciting to you? Uh, I can tell you right now, uh, Constable Wunkle, nothing sounds more exciting to me than what you just said. Magnificent. All right, we should get started right away. Oh, and I am going to need somebody to hold the fort here while I'm away. Um, I have to take trips back because I am still a uh, high constable of Gerste Lee, I'll have you know, and it is my, that's my number one job. Um, so uh, do you think you could be, uh, do you think you could be my deputy over here with the recruits? <laughs> Of course. Uh, he stands up very straight, salutes you. Uh, he's got like a real wiry build to him. He looks, looking at his hands even, this looks like the, a dude who has worked his way up from menial labor. Like he's got a really strong, he's got very good development like in his shoulders and traps, uh, even if he's not like a bulky dude. Uh, he looks like he's an extremely wiry kind of guy who spent a lot of time working with his hands. He looks very capable. He looks like a smart as a whip type fella sergio eminon is absolutely on board with whatever you have planned i'm presuming he's like also significantly taller than bill as well oh yeah yeah Um. he's like he's like over six feet tall I'm kind of enjoying this uh, image of like Bill, Bill just because of his, you know, he doesn't he doesn't get respect all that much uh, in the city. Um, so just sort of seeing this kind of enthusiasm and the salute, he sort of stands tall with his sort of brass buttons, like practically popping out of his chest because he's got his chest so puffed out. And he gives a very enthusiastic salute back. Um, yeah. uh, wonderful. We will fade from that. Uh, next in the order is Zora. Now, Zora. Yes. Even though you no longer have an individual consciousness, all of those pieces that made up Zora Hildebrandt still exist as a connection to everything. And you get to observe as you see Billwop making changes. You see uh, when the police start prosecuting what was happening, uh, you know. Uh, Damien Mathers, with his connections, there's no way he's taking the fall for any of this. No. But it's a big inconvenience for him, especially having lost his biggest mine. Uh, This is going to take him a little while to recover from this one. And, of course, because there needs to be a fall guy, uh, Mr. Mr. Mathers had said he was not the one who technically gave the order. Right. The hammer falls upon... Poor, poor Mr. Samuel Kim. 
uh, who is oh, indicted. That greasy little man. Uh. Yep, he is indicted for conspiracy to commit murder, uh, as well as a number of a surprising number of other crimes, labor crimes, uh, various things. He is put away forever. The witness stand has never been greasier. But you also sense your husband and family. People, honestly, I don't think we've actually gotten a chance to talk about them yet in this campaign. Because oh. even though you are the first lady of Unity Tabernacle, your husband is the pastor yeah. of Unity Tabernacle. Uh, what, with your connection here, and you can feel whenever he tries to contact the Unifier, you can feel him brushing against the great web of connection. Yes. And you can do your best to to nudge back. And what? How do you exert your influence over your husband and over your daughter, Ma, daughter Maya, and your son Langston? I definitely um, feel like an Avenger right now. <laughs> like even though I got snapped away <laughs> into like smithereens here, um, I'm glad that there's still my essence is still around. Um, and I imagine that I still. Um, even in the ether, want to have some sort of connection with my family. So I imagine that in, you know, the flickering of a candle, in the, you know, wisp of, you know, um, or the smell of flowers on the on the wind, you know, wisping past my husband's nose or, you know, um, a raindrop that drops, you know, on my child's cheek, um, that they can still feel me nudging them forth. Am I nudging them in the right direction? I think so now, now that I am literally one with this entity, with the unifier. Um, And I try to nudge them towards goodness, kindness, and um, to try to keep them out of harm's way. I am worried though, as I see the spark of power and greed in my son that was definitely present in me. And I worry that he may be pulled astray or that Mathers himself might find a way to get a hold of him and bring him to his side. Your family is doing their best to respond to not only the loss of you, uh, also the church itself has been thrown into chaos with the sudden transformation that has occurred. Uh, I'm sure we'll find out more about what whether they even managed to hold on to the church uh, once Duncan gets into it. But I think your son is inspired. That spark, uh, he's inspired to maybe go into politics a little oh, bit. No. And I should mention, both for the audience's sake, uh, because of Zora's age, both of her children are very much grown. Uh, these are not like children children. These are like people in their 30s and 40s uh, who are trying to, who are like considering what they're going to do. I guess that's a to be continued as to whether the influence of your the influence that Zora is exerting on her family is now the right direction. Maybe, hopefully, we but hope. we'll see. Yes, uh, and and I think from your perspective, you are uh, within all, part of all, above all, through all. You are just well, you are your existence. Have you've never, even though you are technically speaking dead you have never felt more alive right and i think i want to impart on them that the church is not a building you know like i think we got so attached to like the tabernacle itself and finding all these like symbols and pieces that represented the unifier in some way and i was obsessed with that orb and the ruin and all all of that coming together i want to impart that they don't have to go that far to access that power Mm. wonderful uh, and we will crossfade from that to Pims. Pims is someone who 
like for most of her life was basically basically saw herself and knew that everybody else saw her as like small and weak and powerless and when she stumbled upon the power of these runes she embraced that power but in a way that was very like juvenile mm-hmm. <laughs> as we saw her in her introduction she was you know doing fighting pits to earn money and stuff like that mm-hmm. and i think now after her experiences of coming back to that place where she gained that power and that experiencing that unity in that moment she sort of sees it as more like okay well this place gave me this power and i can now use that to help other people who feel powerless um and she is very determined to keep trying to pursue mothers and to try to bring up others along with her so for example her mm. friends and other gang members who i would imagine that a lot of gang members are kids who previously used to be in those orphanages and work in those uh in those mines and in those factories just like her and Duncan mm-hmm. were um using her like rekindled uh friendship with Duncan and the new friendship with Bill Wop, I think she tries to like try to like keep all of them together trying to work towards the same goal of tracking down Mathers and making him pay and changing things for the better like using the power she's been given to actually make a difference instead of just win some gold in a fighting pit mm-hmm. every day uh, I love that. Uh, I think down the line, uh, even though I don't know that Pims is the kind of person who would ever want to be part of, like, law enforcement law enforcement, not, like, the system of law enforcement, no. No, uh, no. <laughs> I think down the line you do start to hear inklings that there might be an organization that could be worth working with based in the lowers shocking everybody there's uh, it's a new small organization up and coming it's a division of a much larger organization that has a pretty sinister history but this seems to be on the up and up the guy running it uh is the son of the person who runs the big organization Uh, the big organization is known as the phoenix organization it is the largest uh private law enforcement organization in mavros almost as many officers as the actual mavros police department has a very bad reputation on the whole but this division this division does pro bono work and seems to be taking on the cases that the actual police are not taking on the things that get overlooked the people who have fallen through the cracks and you know that the guy running it is willing to even put his life on the line. His name is uh, Nero Alphoenix. And this dude has straight up died in the line of duty twice. And so if, if it's ever possible to put your money where your mouth is, I don't know that you necessarily want to join the Red Wings f- uh, flat out. But uh, I think that is an inkling of like, hmm, as you and your friends are trying to like get together and be like, let's take on the, the cases and the, the issues in the city that no one is actually dealing with. Uh, you at least have a potential ally in the Red Wings uh, down the line. There is hope. And to see just how much hope there is... Let's crossfade as Pims is surrounded in her new venture by all of her loving friends. Uh, once you see that uh, Zabka is absolutely going like, yes, cheering full gung-ho. Fantina, sup- shockingly uh, good at like reading people, even though she still tends not to talk. It's just she gives very meaningful looks. And anyone who knows her well knows exactly when she's like, nah, not this one. Of course, Grant standing by your side. They're up 
upper lip quivering, seeing, but they're holding it down, seeing just how <laughs> much you've grown up and how far you've come. We will leave that and travel over to our shadowy boy, Duncan. Uh, what is, where are you going from here? <laughs> With the, the whole world, is, I guess, the whole city is your potential oyster, at least the whole Hernandez district uh, as your oyster. Where are you going? So I think the first thing that Duncan did is uh, he would have taken the the head of the Kenku, given it to one of the Petrovich twins, and told them to drop it off at, at the nearest kind of like uh, Mather's establishment, like on the door, just leave <laughs> the head of this this boogeyman there as like a message. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like the first thing I think that he did before he even went to sleep that day. That was the, what he the did. The terrify the head of Agatha Fry with her terrifyingly intense eyes, yep. just sitting on the front porch of, uh, or I guess of the doorstep of the huge office building. Yep. This actually, this trip. Now that I think about it, because this this building, the corporate uh, headquarters of of Kauta, are located in the upper city. This may actually be the first time in his entire life that Duncan has seen the sun. Whoa. <laughs> uh, as you set that head down on the ground and look up, feeling more heat, like more natural heat than you ever felt in your life. But a beautiful blue sky. Uh, the air feels so much freer and cleaner up here and tastes so much better. And all, not only that, all, all the people here are dressed kind of like Duncan dresses now. <laughs> like into a lot of tuxedos, a lot of really nice outfits. Huh. Duncan like looks around. It almost you almost feel like you fit in I can get used uh, to with this. the with the rich people that are hobnobbing around. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I think Duncan will having seen this and realizing maybe having like a little re re like realization of like where the true power of the city lies. Uh, He's just going to see if over a, a few weeks uh, he can kind of integrate himself into a slightly upper echelons of, uh, of like, people. Um, see if mm. he can mix with, with them as this sort of, like, harmless kind of uh, child. He just fully, like, he'll take on the persona of just, like, a rich child. Uh, who just Duncan is 18 years uh, old. I love that he's like, <laughs> I am part of, I am I, a child. I am a child. Uh, well, I think just, yeah, as like a, just, you know, he's, um, like, he's, he's a, a bright young kind of, uh, you know, like there trying to do some, uh, exciting things. And I think what happens is by night he'd go to the church, probably like still like in his room, I think, probably would try to reach out to Zora for like some, direction of some description and i think would always like reach out for like a name like who is it who's like today like who is the who is the person that's pulling the thread in the wrong direction uh what does he sense as he reaches out to zora like what does zora what nudge does zora give him i want to give him the nudge that honestly anything is possible and especially while he's up here in the above world i just let him know they are no different than you. They are not separate from you. You were just as good. You were just as talented. You were just as smart. You can live in this world. If it's what you want, be there. 
I, I feel like whenever this, whenever you feel these nudges, your shadow on the one side, you grow another shadow with that spiky, uh, sharp, high-collared silhouette just sort of appearing yes. uh, on the other side reflected of you. Uh, I think Duncan looks down at like his like rune-covered, kind of like slightly blackened uh, arms, like sooty kind of arms, uh, and like the claws extend out slightly. He goes, yeah. They're not better than me. <laughs> yes, I can choose my own targets. And <laughs> just, like, takes off out of the window. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, I'll even let you steal some of the money from, uh, from like, the secretary who was... Because you know you, you were there long enough for the books. You could get some starter money if you're just heading out there. I think... I think I would... Uh, yeah, I think he will. I think he absolutely will. I think he's going to head out there. He's going to try and... I think, basically, in Duncan's mind, he is now tr- truly trying to become Bruce Wayne. I think that's... The aim now <laughs> is he wants to be uh, like uh, hobnobby rich by day, trying to influence the world like that, and then by night goes down into the lowers and just whenever he finds anyone working for Mathers, <laughs> just kicks the living shit out of them. <laughs> uh, and I think, but I think with in tandem with the other three, like constantly checking in with their with the other with the two, sorry, constantly checking in with them and uh, trying to you know get closer and closer. Uh, to Mathers, I feel like I feel like he's probably. I feel like Duncan's probably the guy that, like, when Bill Wop's got like a real big problem, and he's just like, he's like, I don't want to do this, but like, look, there is a guy who's not great. <laughs> Duncan's like, I, don't know. I understand, <laughs> I get it. You don't have to. Don't say it, Bill Wop, because then you'll impl- mm-hmm. you'll you'll implicate yourself. So don't. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I didn't say the words shoot and face in the same sentence. <laughs> No, or eat head, you know? No, you didn't say that either, so, you know. Uh, that, and that's definitely Dunker's new calling card as well. He just he just leaves them uh, headless, I think. Like, uh, uh. I am all for this. Uh, so, as Pims and her crew work on helping the helpless, as, as Bill Wop and his now, I guess, long-distance partner, Sergio, uh, start work on the biggest case of their lives, uh, as Duncan stands, I'm imagining under the cover of night, now in the upper city, standing uh, like, on a, like a gargoyle on the edge of a building, looking over the vastness, the, the vastness of not just the uppers, but the extent of the lips of the other two cities below you, the endless possibilities spread out before all of you, and vibrating uh, in amongst all of it, Zora's essence still existing. That is where we will end this campaign. Woo! But wait, there's one last thing. There's one last thing. We're going to jump back in time a little bit to shortly after the resolution of that fight. In a location that I don't think any of you could have found no matter what you had rolled, sitting in a, we will say, a well-thick carpeted room uh, of red carpet in front of a hearth, a mostly wooden, sort of like, if you were to take wood and create gothic arches, like wooden gothic arches out this beautiful, almost like a, a wooden cathedral to himself, a very short man holding a sending stone, tosses the sending stone on the ground, crushes it with his heel, stands up in front of the fire, 
turns and walks towards the exit. As he exits this room and exits this pocket dimension in which he had been residing, Mr. Mathers steps into the foyer of a beautiful, very high-class area. Uh, There are people of all stripes, but all wealthy, milling this way and that. As he passes, there is a Lokatha having a conversation with his friend, sort of like a, um, uh, what's the word, a fighting fish, Lokatha, so like beautiful flowy fins, sitting there just having a very uh, casual conversation. There is a Leonin standing with a large uh, mace, uh, standing guard by the door, looking around. There's a beautiful bar. As he passes, this head, uh, this severed head mounted on the wall that is absolutely stuffed with garlic. Uh, he pats the head on the. He pats the head uh, as he passes it. He hears somebody complaining about how they'd had money on the game, and McVash just hits six home runs uh, in order to, to launch a massive comeback victory for the Minutemen uh, the night before. He walks up to the Major D behind the counter and says, "Yes, excuse me, my good man. Yes, um." I'm going to need that key again. Uh, things have come up, and I'm going to need to speak to management. The Mater D nods. The Leonin steps forward with a set of keys, walks Mr. Mathers to what appears to be an inconspicuous wooden panel, says, right this way, Mr. Mathers, unlocks the door. This key ring has all kinds of keys on it. This particular key ring looks like it's made out of bone with carved in like purple streaks and runes sticks it into what it just looks like solid wood but as it slides in it slides in easy clunks in turns it as the key turns they are removed from everyone else's view mathers steps forward into a black void as tendrils surround him the door closes behind him and we'll have to find out what happens next time. What? <laughs> it's the freaking Illuminati! <laughs> thank you all so much uh, for tuning into this. Nice and thank you, what an amazing, what an amazing job each of you have done, players. Thank Bruh. you so much. You've all done so well. This was so much fun. Uh, I hope you guys had as much fun as I did. Yeah, that was this was so awesome. Oh yes, that was so what good. Definitely. Yeah. Everybody gets a chance to plug. Uh, we will start with you, Jasper. If there's anything you'd like to plug. Hello, uh, I'm Jeff William Cartwright. You can find me at JW underscore Cartwright on the Twitters. And uh, what would I like to plug? I would like to plug Johnny's music. It's so good. I was listening Aww. to the... I, when I stream over on the Patreon, I play Johnny's music underneath uh, yeah. like all the themes <laughs> for various characters. And nearly every time it gets to Tovo's theme, I have to stop stream and just kind of go listen for a minute. And all the patrons <laughs> yeah. just sound off in the, in the chat about how good the music is. So I'm going to uh, give an extra plug to Johnny's music today. Uh, Johnny also did the the theme song for this se- for this series. I did, I did. At this stage, it is almost finished. Oh so, my god! Uh, yeah. That's so yeah, exciting. Yeah, yeah. That's so it's exciting. gonna be pretty fun. I'm enjoying oh, it so far. Yeah. Uh, and that brings us now to Terry. 
Oh, Terry. Hello. Hello out there. Um, I'm Terry Gamble. I've been Zora Hildebrandt, um, who is no longer, but maybe is. I love that. Um, we, we all go on forever. We're all infinite. Um, and infinitely, I've been working on a show that over five years called Horror Movie Survival Guide. Over 250 episodes. You can check out our backlog of wonderful shows talking about scary movies. We're very spoiler heavy. So if you're also somebody who's like, I don't really like scary things. But if you're listening to this, you probably like a little bit of scary at least. Because mm-hmm. um, Jeremy always rings scary i feel like um, <laughs> but uh we are very spoiler heavy so if there's a movie that you've been dying to see that you see on our roster listen to it you'll feel like you actually watched it because we go into extreme detail onto all the all the films and get into alternate casting universes and backstories and we have some great interviews too um like Harvey Guillen from What We Do in the Shadows and a bunch of other things at this point now. Um, Kyle Mooney, Julie Klausner, just amazing writers and funny people. Um, and then we're also launching a new show called um, Horror X that I'm doing with my podcast co-host with the George A. Romero Foundation, affectionately known as The Garf. Um, and it's women in horror focused a new show. So it's actually going to be a video of us. We're going to show our faces finally. What? Weird. What? I know. But we're pretty good looking. So Whoa. I'm excited for us to have that coming out soon. Um, so look out for that if you want to see updates on that you can follow yes. Garf Horror X on all the socials or you can follow me at the Terry Gamble on most of the internets um, that is me or terrygamble.com where I typically will update when new projects are launching um, thanks so much legendary stuff wow yeah, yeah. definitely go check all okay. that out that yeah. sounds amazing uh, Iza Iza what have you got to plug hi um yeah, if you want to find more of what I do, I'm a cosplayer and designer and fabricator, as well as a TTRPG streamer and podcaster. Um, and I make videos about making cool things like props and costumes and prosthetics and things like that. So if you want to check that out, my YouTube channel is called Evil Clever Dog. I make things like mimic dice boxes and tiefling horn prosthetics and stuff from like props and costumes from video games like Hades and Doom and stuff like that, if that's the kind of thing you're interested in. Um, and you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram, also at Evil Clever Dog. Um, and through there you can find the various other streams I'm sure I will be doing by the time this comes out, I cannot say. Um, but you can also check me out on the Asians Represent podcast every now and then. I join them for episodes uh, on a variety of topics, including like mixed race representation Ooh. and clothing and fashion and costume design in fantasy and TTRPGs and stuff like that. So go check those out as well. You yeah. Nice. Noise. Definitely go check all of that out, that stuff out too. Uh, wow. And uh, last but not least, uh, Johnny. Hey. Uh, well, I, f- I feel like I've kind of already been uh, plugged. Um, true. If you want to see that stuff Sorry that Justin's talking you, about, guess, then Johnny? you can go and don't no, apologize at all. Yeah. I think that's wonderful. Oh, okay. Um, it's yeah, wonderful that I plugged can... him. Good. It is wonderful. It is truly. <laughs> I very much enjoyed uh, your plugging of me. Um, <laughs> Which orifice uh, if, was it? Uh, <laughs> I feel like it should be my mouth right now. Um, <laughs> uh, you can find that stuff over at the underscore lonely underscore orchestra on Instagram. But I would like to pay it forward. And uh, my friend uh, Connor Going has recently started a new uh, live stream um uh, he, uh, Dungeons and Dragons uh, focused or tabletop gaming or board gaming uh, stream. Uh, they do uh, charity streams every now and again. Um, so be sure to catch them. You could find them at twitch.tv slash intercontinental gaming. 
So go there and enjoy yourself. Yeah, definitely go check that out. And uh, this is uh, Three Black Halflings. Hopefully you know what it is. You can find us at the number three uh, Black Halflings on Twitter, on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, But definitely go for Twitter and Instagram if you can. Uh, You can also find us on Patreon if you want to support us on Patreon. Is it also at three Black Halflings on Patreon, Jasper? No, it's uh, TB Halflings. TB Halflings on Patreon. It's TB Halflings on on Patreon. Uh, If you like what you're hearing, go go check that out. (laughs) You can even get some of Johnny's music. Yeah. Uh, You can, if you donate, you can get some. Yeah, yeah. this was incredible music. It's the best. And I want to say yeah. a huge thank you as always to our resident DM, Jeremy Cobb, for another stellar, stellar little campaign there. That was so much fun. Uh, and mm-hmm. man, that setting. I mean, I, I don't know if I can, I don't I know if you can so all much. hear that, but I'm pretty sure I can hear the fans asking for uh, for us to come back here. I'm just, I can hear the, <laughs> the stadium, the state, we're plugged in and they are, they are ready for round two, I think. A Mavros round two. Hmm. Well, we'll You're going to have to stop happens. knocking out of the bag, Jeremy, otherwise we're going to have to keep coming back to all of the previous settings. We've been to. Like, just, They're so just phone good. in like two of them at least, do you know what I mean? Just so that we can like, <laughs> have to the keep man coming back. <laughs> has never phoned in anything a day in his life. The- no, I don't just, really so even when he's literally phoning it in uh, like when we're on a call continually one up in yourself it's impressive everything yeah. you do is so I beautiful I refuse to make phone calls <laughs> so beautiful <laughs> hilarious no phone calls no everything's beautiful well, thank you Thank you all so much. Uh, and thank you all for listening. Oh, yeah. I guess if you want to follow me on Twitter, uh, you can follow me at Jeremy Cobb one. This Cobb with two Bs, the number one. Thank you all so much for listening to this. Uh, I hope you have enjoyed it as much as we all have. And I think it's time to sign off with a very hearty so long, Shire Folk. So long, so long Shire, Shire folk. folk. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>